listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson and for the next 30 minutes or so we're going to be talking about all things food and drink. Not just food this time actually and I'm joined by my fellow presenters Holly and Ollie. That's Holly Lloyd. Holly (laughs) Lloyd. Got that wrong. Ollie. Ollie Lloyd, of uh, founder of Great British Chefs. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Good. Very well. And Holly Shackleton, editor of Speciality Food Magazine. Hello. Hello. Um, before we move on to our lovely guests, uh, we just need to um, give another shout out, don't we, for the Future Food Awards. Yes. We do. Yeah, very exciting. We've got loads of entries, but we just want more. We want more and more and more. And we've got loads of different categories, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Can you remember any of them? So we have Mission Driven. Um, so any... Is it profit for purpose? Yes, the type of people doing stuff. Type of people. Community sort of projects and things like that. Yeah. Uh, we've also got a young producer. Um, so that's a good category because we always get good um, entries for that, don't we? Yes, we do. And do you have newcomer? old producer as well? No. Yeah, Were you ageist. thinking of entering? Well, I don't know. I thought maybe, you know, it's a bit, sort of, you know, a bit, a bit ageist of you. It is a bit ageist, but I think that the, a lot of people sort of under 25, you know, they're just sort of starting out. You know, we can give them a little bit of a leg up. That's what we were thinking. Just a suggestion of a new category for, for 2020. Yeah, you could enter that, couldn't yeah. you? What, yeah. Over what? Over 60? I think over, I think over, you know, people who've thrown in a boring career and done something cool. It could that's, be a that's category. Me. That's yeah. me. Exactly. That's talking about. Um, and then we've got farm to fork, food innovation, drink innovation. Um, and, and to be honest, really, it's anybody who's doing something incredibly different and mm. amazing. Yeah. And don't forget if you're doing food packaging or food technology... Uh, we're really interested in that as well, and particularly people who are really trying hard to get rid of pr- plastic. Yeah, particular absolutely. thing that I'm keen on there. Yeah, you? Um, and essentially, if you if you get through to the final, you end up doing a sort of I, I, I describe it as Dragon's Den, really, isn't it? A I bread think and that's jam, fair. yeah. And sort of um, a Dragon's Den session. Yeah, the dragons are potentially a bit less scary than the ones on oh, telly. Ollie's say. Ollie's on the panel. Oh yeah, Ollie's terrifying. I'm not that scary. You are. you are. Well, I throw a lot of data around just because I can. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that's, that's my own nuclear weapon. You, you're on the panel as well, aren't you, Holly? I am. I think I'm comparing. See, I'm, I'm a nice, yeah. yeah. I, I maybe balance out Holly's Ollie's meanness. You've got cream on sort your Sort of cavemen. I don't know. That, that was, was last week. It hasn't been on there <laughs> all week. Very <laughs> cruel. Um, and we've got Rennie Elliott from um, Planet Organic. We have. She's great on the panel. And John Stapleton of New Covent Garden soup company and little dish who just really understands the food business and we've got others that are amazing I've forgotten mm-hmm. so if you want to pitch in front of them and get some great advice and some really good publicity you just need to enter oh and you get um, a profile don't you you do speciality yeah, magazine you get coverage um, you and you get to be a guest on this program so it's Indeed. just I mean it's just never ending oh, and so you a mean you actually get to meet the three of us and spend time in a, in a, in a, in a, in a sort of padded studio. cell like I mean I mean money can't buy seriously so if you haven't entered yet that Make is sure your you call do. I know all the other stuff they said you know whatever but actually to spend time in a, in a sort of air locked <laughs> room with us with me yeah it's, uh, well you know there you I go. would say as well they are free to enter 
Yes, we didn't which want is to quite charge rare. No, no. Um, which is quite rare in the food and drink awards biz. Yeah, because so. my company's sponsoring it. Because yeah. I think it's a good thing to do. We're here to help. We are, aren't we? But yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's worth saying it. You, hmm. you guys do this. I'm, I'm just turning up for one day to, to eat food. But you, you know, you guys do this because you do believe in, in mm. the innovation that's going on in this space. Yeah. It's about championing what they're doing and helping people be discovered, which ultimately mm. is one of the hardest things for these businesses. But only if they're good. Yeah. Only if they deserve it. Which nicely leads me to Callum. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> that's an introduction. Yeah, so this is Callum Franklin, and Callum is from Hoban Dining Room. And a few weeks ago, I got invited. I didn't, I, to be honest, I didn't really know what I was going to. to I think it might have been a Monday night, was it? Was it something bizarre? Yeah, I, might I, have been I don't night. do like weekends. No. Uh-huh. So I, I went along, and I, I thought, Hoban Dining Room, well, I know that isn't along Hoban somewhere. Anyway, I went, and got to eat a three-course dinner, which was three pies in a row. Oh, God, it was absolutely fantastic. And they're all cooked by Callum and his team, weren't they? Yeah, that's mm. kind of my thing. Is it, making pies? Yeah. Now, um, uh, the thing with Callum is not only his, is he, I would say, restored the art of the pie from, like, centuries ago when they would be beautiful constructions, like works of art and almost like a surprise because you wouldn't know what would be in them and they would be the centre of the table and you have a massive banquet. And I think in, in some respects you're sort of bringing that back. But the reason for having this um, this particular do thing was that you, you were in a film. Yeah, a short film mm. that we made with um, At The Table Productions. And it was... They heard about where we get um, inspiration for the design of the pies from, which was about... Um, kind of me growing up in London and you, you speak to a lot of chefs that have restaurants out in the countryside or, you know, the the hills of Marbella and how they connect to those farms and the trees around them. And I was like, I grew up in London. <laughs> <laughs> like me. So like, I remember the rag and bone man, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, do really. I. It's like right? with the rag Street, and bone uh, man. Yeah. yeah. And uh, used to see him with the fridges falling off the back yeah. of his... Yeah. So I was like, how do you connect to what's around us? And for me, it was like, it's the architecture of London. So uh, that's what's always inspired me, walking around the streets, kind of looking up and seeing buildings and seeing stuff in unusual places, right? So we talked about, with these guys, kind of places like Whiteley Shopping Centre in Bayswater, Mm -hmm. which is like, Pretty awful. It's like got Claire's accessories in there, and <laughs> but the building's amazing. <laughs> but the building's amazing, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's got. It used to like, have a good restaurant a long time ago. Yeah, Roly Lee yeah, had Roly a place, Lee had a, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's got this glass domed roof in there, which is just stunning. Yeah, and I I wanted to design a pie based on that, and <laughs> so yeah, right? it's so, like, but it's nobody a, else thinks like that. Callum, it's funny you. There is the jelly guys. Yeah. There is Bombus and Par, who are famous, oh, so famously, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, they've okay. done they've done the okay. wobble thing mm. with architecture. Yeah, and I just think it's about for me, it was a way of highlighting stuff mm. that you don't normally look at in London and tying it in and giving a sense of place to our food as mm. well, which is really important to me. And you, your pies are so beautiful. I'm so glad you brought some in for us to look at and eat. Yeah, I ate them on the tube. That's so kind of you. Um, you've got more than 80,000 followers on Instagram. And yeah. if you haven't been on there, you really need to go and have a look. So it's, it's Callum Franklin. We'll give you um, a link from the website. The pictures there, they're just stunning and beautiful. I mean, Thank they you. literally are works of art. 
Yeah, I, d- I never used to put anything on. amazing. Yeah, That's I, the other thing. I, I didn't used to put anything on Instagram. And uh, it was my wife said to me, you know, you should put this food up on, on the internet for people to see. And uh, I realized that I did have an account and I looked and it had <laughs> it had one picture of my ex-girlfriend on. Oh, well done. So my wife was like, get rid of that and let's start putting some stuff online. And uh, yeah, and it just took off. People like brown food. It's the brown food revolution. Mm. But it's interesting because it is, it is also, I mean, there are similarities, I think, with jelly in the sense that actually these are old yeah, old old stories of British food. Yeah, and if anybody's mm. read sort of the history of British food, you know that the, the some of these they'd be so beautifully elaborate. Mm. I mean, literally, people would bake animals into pies so that people cut into it, and you know, a bird would fly out, which is where the you know the old sort of nursery rhyme comes from. Um, so, general, you know, four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. That, that they would actually do that, mm. and there'd be these amazing, beautiful constructions, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's slightly disruptive doing that in my restaurant nowadays. <laughs> I think you might find the RSPCA, pork coming out the yeah. pie. <laughs> can I can I recommend we don't do that for no. safety reasons yeah. and a series of other reasons? So, I've, so uh, let, let's. Um, I'm going to tell you a bit about the history of the pies in a minute. Um, and before I do that, sorry, I'm being a bit, little bit rude right now. Sorry, I've, I forgot to. Be include you um you're also here we're going to talk about sprouts mm-hmm. not brussels sprouts i hasten to add sprouts which you're going to tell us about so yeah welcome to the show thank you but Thanks we're going to talk me. about pies for a minute sure okay. um so you were very uh, excited about potatoes a few weeks ago yeah we, like, we found we found potatoes and pies like pies potatoes and chips and gravy those are your kind of mastermind pies, chips, gravy. Mm. subjects aren't they well, i come from london now it's, it's yeah. come to go. explain why see there you go um so uh your favorite pie Holly, have you got? Oh, um, every pie is my favourite pie. All I pie. like all pies. Sweet or savoury or both? Savoury. I think mm. I'm a savoury person more than sweet. Mm. Um, and I know this is probably a really bad thing to say. I'm not one for gravy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gravy is an art. So, yeah, a good liquor or a good kind of creamy, mustardy. Yeah. So I really like it. But I think... If if a pie isn't too gravyish, then I'm very happy. So when I went to this thing that Callum was doing for the main course, he had a pie that was baked with I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, Comte cheese. Yeah, it was vegetarian. Sweet pie. onions and potatoes. <sighs> it was That's like nice. yeah, so both in one potato. Pie. And yeah. that had, that had oh. liquor, didn't it? A little peach yeah, we, type. We made like it? a little parsley sauce because I'm not a huge fan of parsley liquor. I think it's kind of. Doesn't you hold. Said you were from London, did you? Yeah, I know, <laughs> but just, I just, just questioning it. Just questioning. Yeah, I I just think it doesn't hold much flavour to it where it could. I mean, it's because it's made of dried parsley, right? Mm. So we just looked at that and we're like, how can we make parsley liquor but a bit tastier? So we use fresh, fresh parsley. parsley. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is the chef. They're amazing, aren't they? Think about how can I make it better? Put real real ingredients in it. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you'd like that one, yeah? Because it yeah, wasn't take for that. It would technically didn't have gravy because it was it was just unctuous and yeah. gooey inside this beautiful crust. It just sounds like the ultimate comfort food. It was, and it was blooming cold, and, and it was raining. I think mm. as well. So mm. It was just it was just right. Yes, favorite, to that one. Favorite prize of yours? So, I think there's, there's a real complexity on pies in our family, which is my wife. <laughs> well, there would be, wouldn't there? Being being from Sri Lanka, it just just doesn't get them. 
doesn't sim- get pies. Sim- no. It's like <gasps> the kind of thing, if I cooked them, it would be have no interest. See, that is, that's whatsoever. a reason for not getting married to somebody, um, in my personal no, no, opinion. I'm, I'm very happy in the curry world, I have to say. Um, but for me, there's a childhood pie, which my mother always used to make, which I love making, which is, a, I think it's a fouilleté, actually, which is basically white sauce with loads of cheese in it and ham. And... Um, it's See, just. Now, I'm looking at you, Callum. See, the way he was brought up, I didn't even know what the word fouté was. I still Do don't. It's like a pie. It's basically, it's, it's, I've asked, it's what favorite, I've asked you what your favourite pie is, and you mentioned the word fouté. My mother was born in Berlin, and I can't lived even, in Paris. I can't that, even that's spell food, it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was the one, that was the pie she made. I mean, that was the pie. Meat and potato pie, like everybody else. I never had that. that. You've never had meat and potato no, no, pie? No, we never had it as children. She cooked like a European, which is why that was, you know, that was the one. For me, that for me is my favourite pie. Ratner, have you got a little history of pies in your, uh, your family um, at all? Yeah, actually, I've made um, mushroom Wellington pie, I think, as my mm. first Christmas wow. vegetarian mm. dinner. Um, yeah, pies, I think pies, any... Pies are great for vegetarians. Yeah. yeah. Vegetarian meal, actually. Yeah, mm. I think any vegetarian pie or vegan lately. I've been mm. eating mostly vegan, but I love gravy, so... Mm. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love gravy and a uh, good mash, mashed yeah. potato. Mashed potato. Oh. So, so mashed your potato. starter that we did on that evening... Mm. I'm just trying to recall it. I think it was a rabbit. Yeah, it was like a rabbit pie. It was a rabbit but a pie. A cold one. Yeah. And a... It had a beautiful little pastry on the edge, but you had amazing, instead of like, you know, when you get, you know, sort of pork pie and you get horrible jelly stuff, you had an amazing jelly inside that. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, that's something we looked at with cold pies, was like, with a cold pork pie, traditionally the sort of like jelly's chicken stock. Right, and it's a bit weird. So, like, why would you use mm. chicken stock in a pork pie? Mm. So, we were just like, well, why don't we make the jelly kind of get ready for this half like gravy, half jelly? It so, was we, oh, stunning. Yeah, wow. so we make whatever's inside, we'll make a roasted stock using that. Beautiful. Like, if it's a rabbit, using the rabbit carcasses, mm-hmm. and we'll make a rabbit jelly so that when you eat it, it melts in your mouth. And She's it kind so of turns, just, yeah. turns into So what happens, you gravy. get a slice of this and, 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 and then you'd get a beautiful pastry around the outside and then you'd get this lovely, sort of very dark-coloured, thin layer of what's technically gravy, really. Mm. See, that's perfect. So it's a flavour booster. Gravy is a flavour booster rather than just... And texture, texture, good mm. sort of oh. uh, contrast of texture. See, I'm just pleading with my eyes yeah. now, just, yeah. I need pie. So good you Sounds incredible. Stuff. Oh, no, it's, yeah, it's nice so much. you <laughs> taste it. I'll go and get did it. You, did you like the, the taste of it? Mm. Oh, hugely, yeah. Mm. That was delicious. That, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat it all at once. No, I won't. Uh. So I'm just going to tell you a few little history things of, of pies first. Um, basically, uh, some people say that everything used to be a pie to eat mm. slight exaggeration um, uh, but because the shell would often act as a bowl mm. and actually you wouldn't you weren't supposed to eat it um, it, it would act as a bowl um, it'd be filled with whatever uh, seafood meat but but too tough to eat and, and designed to be thrown away Shakespeare apparently 74 scripted deaths Shakespeare uh, uh, in through 38 plays um, there are 30 stabbings killing people in Shakespeare plays, and uh, four poisonings and three beheadings. But in Titus Andronicus, uh, Titus sought revenge on Queen Tamora and her family for their evil acts by baking her sons into a pie. Mm. That's a good one. So, so to be fair, though, just to, just, just to, just to get you on a technicality here, because we're all about legal technicalities in the, in the world yeah. we live in the so he didn't actually didn't, they didn't die because of the pie. They were killed and then put in a pie. Or oh, they, so that's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. So they probably were stabbed. They were probably stabbed mm. again. So, so that's so, a good point. That I take yeah. 
take that off. No, but I like it. I prefer I prefer your version of it. It's just getting you know, <laughs> an illegal technicality because it was fun. <laughs> It'd be quite it's quite technically difficult to put someone live into a pie and to sort of cook them in it though, surely. Because yeah, pastry's quite soft. You'd be like punch through it. It's a very weird book by the guy who wrote um Where the Wild Things Are about mm. Morris Sendank. Yeah. About the boy who ends up in a pie and it turns into an aeroplane. Very strange. Well, I'm sure he was on something when he wrote that. In 1644, Oliver Cromwell banned pies because he declared that they were a pagan form of pleasure. My namesake. (laughs) Yeah. Did many Um, things wrong. The ban stretched across Christmas food like mince pies. uh, And I imagine people were not particularly happy about that. Um, But it lasted all the way until 1660. Pies were banned. Mm. I bet there was an underground pie trading system going on. Contraband pies. <laughs> I can tell you, this programme feels like it's going on way left field, doesn't it? This programme is completely and utterly bonkers this week. So if you are out there and you're doing illegal pie activity, please get in touch. Because mm. people are doing yes, we would like work. to know. And the Guinness World Record for the most expensive meat pie ever sold goes to the Fence Gate Inn in Lancashire, which sold its pie for um, £8,195 or £1,000 a slice to eight guests on 2000, in 2005 it was made from 500 pounds worth of Japanese Wagyu beef Chinese Matsutake mushrooms which are so precious they're harvested under guard winter black truffles French bluefoot mushrooms sold at 200 quid a kilo gravy made from two bottles of vintage 1982 Chateau Mouton Rothschild and topped with edible gold leaf that's disgusting it's people who do that kind of thing that no. ruin the name of food yeah absolutely yeah, it really does. Uh, that, does that nothing. taste good? Does I mean, it's not the point of it, though, is it? <laughs> no, I know that's the problem with it. It's just publicity, right? Yeah, I would it's, think so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So we won't pass judgment when you make the nine thousand pound pie next year. We'll just, yeah, yeah. We'll, what should I put on it to top it up to nine thousand? <laughs> well, that's think? the point. That's why it's not food, is it? Because it's just silly. I'll put the live gull in there, seagull. Yeah, mm. to finish it. And um, here's a call out to Harry's Bar in Wigan. Um, the annual World Pie Eating Championship has been going since 1992. Um, originally, contestants, <laughs> this is pretty gross actually, had to attempt to eat as many pies as possible within the given time limit. But this was changed in 2006 in order to meet government healthy eating guidelines. <laughs> I love it. You know, I mean, <laughs> like, like that's going to change the eating habits of the UK. Yeah, so much healthier, obviously, and, and much less risky. Now what they do is it's a race in which competitors vie to eat a single pie in the least amount of time. <laughs> that is the size of themselves. <laughs> I mean, um, Wigan's famous for pies, though. Got really good pies up there. Yeah, I think I, th- I think I think I'm going to stick with ho- the Holborn dining. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so given all that history, why move into pies particularly? Literally, was it a bit of inspiration from architecture, or is it something that you just found you were really good at? Yeah, I I enjoy sort of crafted old school food. I always have. And I'm not um, like a cool chef. I'm not someone who's cooking over open coals with covered in tattoos and Tats. I just uh, Tats. Yeah, Tats. I'm gonna get a pie Tats. tattoo on my neck maybe at some point. <laughs> like Professor Green. I don't know if he has a pie one. Cut here. Um yeah. So, so you're not like a faffy sort of chef with foamy bits, are you? That's no. not you. And I, I Probably about sort of four or five years ago, I I just had the, and and just about enough confidence in myself to stop looking at what other people were doing and just to be happy and say I'm going to cook what makes me happy, and that's it. 
and uh, and it was pies. It was sort of old school British food, and um, that moment of sort of clarity and being able to just focus on that um, allowed us to do something quite well, I think. And um, people showed interest in it, and I just kept pushing it and pushing it. And then I thought, really, no one's focused on pies in a way of sort of looking at it and elevating it mm. slightly but not for a while anyway not since sort of the royal banquets mm. and whatever so let's try and do that and um go deeper into the history of it and and the connecting it to london as well and uh there's a general sort of liking of pies across the uk i think it's very rare that i speak to someone and they're like actually i can't stand pies it's very rare. So, Again, it's somebody I wouldn't like. Yeah. I know that in my heart. I know, in my heart. I just wouldn't like them. Yeah, so I kind of thought I'm Sorry. fairly onto a winner with it. Like, no, it's, but it's a very British thing, isn't it? Mm. I mean, just, you know, I mean, so, I mean, in, in within... British? I think it is quite, I mean, what? So there are a certain number I think in French cuisine. type of pie is British. French cuisine, there's some in French yeah. cuisine. Yeah, but not it's many, not, but there's a, there there's a few. Bit, but, yeah. there, but I mean, they're none in Asian cuisine. It's just, you know, you don't do pastry. Really. Yeah. Um, in in the US, but you do pastry like um, samosas or, or slightly yeah. different. Yeah, you will. Type, but I, I don't, I, you, I, that's not. I that's wouldn't not say it's a pie, pie though. No, no, I know what you mean. There's like empanadas. Yeah. There's exactly. always something like but kind something of a Cornish like pasty sort of style thing yeah. where it's mm. like about protecting food, mm. right? Um, but pies in like in the US, it's they have sweet pies. They don't have savoury. Don't count them though. Yeah, but and so it's. It's quite rare to tap into other cultures where they say, yeah, like, we love pies. Because America, you don't get pies. You get sweet pies, apple pie, but you yeah. don't get pies, do you? No. Not I recall. No. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what I'm saying. It's, it's interestingly quite a British Steak, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kidney pie. Yeah, it's, it's a British yeah. thing. And that's, which I think is what's interesting is, you know, an, an interest in very British cuisine. Mm. Mm. And is it doing well uh, at the Hope and Dining Rooms? It, it's it's yeah. really attracting attention, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, what, what I did was I, I didn't just go all cards on the table and say that we're just doing pies now. So, you know, like it or lump it. We went in on one pie and then we introduced a second and a third and I just sort of gauged how it went down with our guests and it always went well. So it took a period of time to get there, but it's worked kind of... Are you now exclusively pies? No, not exclusively. It's a massive restaurant, right? Mm. So um, that'd be, I don't know. But it is, sort of but it is fine that, dining. But... It's mm. absolutely fine dining. I would describe it would as, you? yeah, not in a poncy way, but it's it's, yeah. it's incredibly. Good I think it's beautiful surroundings. Food, well yeah. done in like a bit of a posh place. Yeah, um, but you can you can get a takeaway sausage roll. Yeah, that's it, right? In a brown uh, bag through a window that yeah. has pie hole written on it. And so, they yeah. are now. If you're if you're gonna have a sausage roll, that is where you go and have a mm. sausage roll. I've always been believing the ginger pig sausage roll has been my best to date, mm. so I will have to come. Yeah, come and try my one. I don't, I like the ginger pig one. Yeah, but I reckon I could take it. I like I, I, <laughs> I like that kind of fighting talk. What come at have? me, ginger pig. Okay. I'm waiting for you. No, I'm joking. So, so you're not it's joking. Brilliant. No, but Callum, you're no, not but, joking but, at but, all. No, but, but look, what, you, in the end, one of the things you need is you need a movement around this stuff. Yeah. It's not just about... Yeah. So, you know, I think the Ginger Pig were the first people who probably did sausage rolls seriously in Borough Market. And that was yeah. actually really important to sort of start to elevate that kind of thing. But and I do now have a question though. So what would you have with sausage rolls? So is it piccalilli or is it brown sauce? Neither. <sighs> no, you got to have... What do you... I think the meat's I know, so I'm interested good. to find out. Okay, yeah. I, I quite like me, eating mine. I would eat as the whole... Yeah. Eat, it's like yeah. an oyster. You, you eat oyster straight, nothing. Yeah, yeah no ketchup. No, I guess. Oh, or no. vodka. <laughs> I consider piccalilli. 
maybe piccalilli for a bit Beautifully of sharpness. Not brown sauce. Yeah, proper handmade mm. neon. So um, just describe some of the other pies that you have at Hoban Dining Room. Okay, because so... Because we haven't bought any, so you have to describe them. So on, in the restaurant, we have five types. So we have uh, chicken, gerol, mushroom, and tarragon pie. Mm-hmm. Um, Thumbs up from That's a kind of, yeah. yeah, like a creamy one where we yeah. use the chicken stock that we poach the chicken in to make the sauce. Uh, and then we have a hot pork pie, which... like Is that, that proper that's, raised, raised? Yeah, a raised pork, pork pie, pie wow. in a hot water pastry. Now, for me, that's my favourite pie in the world. And it was... Um, like, all pork pies should be hot, I think. Yeah. Right, it changes. There's something changes Completely. within it. Ginsters can't do that. Oh, don't even yeah, mention the word. I've, I've I don't even want that word in this program. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't. I've never had a hot pork pie. Oh, <gasps> never. Game changer. Never. Oh. Game changer. You can always ask them in the in the in the petrol station. It's actually... warm them up for you in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> long oh. drive, long drive. You know, it's like can I yeah. get this yeah. warm? But it's quite difficult to make Such hot a food water snobs, yeah. cross pastry, isn't it? It's actually not the easiest in the world. No, I don't know. I think it's well, there, there's like, no, I don't find no, it. I think there's a mystery around it, but it's, yeah. it's not that hard. A little bit hard. Yeah, and like one of the misconceptions is that you you have to work with it really quickly before it goes tough, and mm. not really. Like you, you've got time. <laughs> you, sh- you should have time, unless you're making like seven hundred or something, which yeah. is unlikely at home. But um, uh, and what else have you got on the menu? Oh uh, yeah, so we have uh, curried mutton mm. pie. Nice, and that was based on. Um, I was in New Zealand where they have a big pie culture, and. Um, I had like a curried lamb pie at a motorway service station. You see, it all comes so back to against us. Yeah, but no, no, this is different. Oh. New, Zealand, oh, no, New Zealand's different. They have like yeah. pie shops everywhere. Yeah. I love it. And um, it, I had this curried lamb pie and I was like, that's quite fun. I'd have liked to so do something like that. So I kind of nicked the idea a little bit. And I said, well, let's do it back in London, but let's elevate it. So we use lamb sh- uh, mutton shoulder, dry age it, oh. cook it slowly overnight. Um you know, really good pastry, and and it was also the day that I got engaged to my wife. So it has a little soft spot. I have a soft spot for that pie. Um, and then we have a steamed steak and kidney pudding. See now, classic. That, uh, that is just uh, for me. That is probably the best dish in the whole of the UK. Oh, there traditional, you go. as in a traditional. Yeah. Proper suet, steam it for. Four or five hours. Yeah. Great gravy. I, you see, I really... This, Kidneys. This, it's really interesting. This is, oh. this is not a food conversation that really excites me. Oh, really? really? I, know, I, mean, I, I'm not, I mean, I really need to come to the restaurant because it's just... Have you not? No. Well, it's, 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 not, it's not my... Oh. This is not where I would naturally go. I mean, you know, as I said, you know, like... You know, you asked me the other week and you said, would you, what's that game you play with your kids? Oh, better bestest. Better bestest. So would you go. rather have cheese or... I said cheese or wine and you said cheese. Yeah, but if you said but cheese, you wine, or steak and kidney pudding, no contest. No contest. Really? <laughs> wow. Really? That's, that's it's, a it's, commitment. It's gorgeous. It's like the most comforty, comforty. Yeah. And most, I mean, getting really good suet. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an art. And there's a trick to the suet pastry. Mm. Do you have yeah. slightly crunchy? Or are you nice? Yeah, and no, I quite like that. A little so, bit. Yeah, um, I do as well. Yeah, but it's it's an interesting thing. When we first put it on our menu, I was like, "How do we make it look a bit prettier than it kind of is?" And the truth is, you can't, can't. right? So, <laughs> no matter what you could put, like I don't know, some cool like 
Tats. Oil tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You could tattoo. Transfer printing. A Professor Green tattoo on yeah. them. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Would work on Instagram. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So the, literally the only way you can make it look pretty is just by putting lots of gravy on it. Mm. And that's it. And uh, and I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the dessert side of the, of the pie? Thing? Yeah. So winter we always do uh, a really good apple pie. And that is one of the only pies where we really don't pay much attention to detail or anything in it. Because for me, like the magic of an apple pie is that really sort of crusty top with, you know, demerara sugar. And then when you put vanilla ice cream on it or you put custard on it, it just it's all about the top. It's the crunch. And uh, so that's one that we keep it sort of very natural and, right, yeah. and homely looking. Um, it's the, yeah, the the runt of the family probably but I only do it in the winter um and we do lemon lemon tart which is kind of pie-ish yeah not so that i had that it's not I? really is it it's no. not a pie come on you it is pastry see. though it's <laughs> do with pastry yeah it's like your samosas they're not a pie yeah that's true yeah i'll take it back i'll, yeah, I'll take yeah. your point there look you you said you're not 100 percent pie so you're allowed you're allowed a, you're yeah, allowed yeah. a lemon tart mm. i've got a cookbook called tarts with tops <laughs> they're pies aren't they? yeah Mm, so my sister gave it to me I think at some point I forget when it's quite a sweet title for a book yeah very good we're going to move on now because it's gone completely out you of actually hands. could be going on on pies I think for days I like, could I haven't I seen you I mean you're sober at this point and you're kind of in some sort of you know what can I describe as a deep reverie yeah I was going to say I, I, is I have a real reverence for pies because mm. I do think they are extraordinarily British and I don't think there's much cuisine that is because we're such we're such magpies, magpies in, 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 you know, and I love the fact that we are. But, you know, when I have friends from abroad who come over here, you know, you think, well, what is British? Some say, well, can you take me for Sunday lunch? Well, yeah, I will, but I can make that at home, you know, and, and for me, that's a family meal. It's not going out meal. Um, but pies... That's completely different. Do you do loyalty cards? Because if you don't, Sue, Sue is actually signing <laughs> we up. Do, actually. One. Yeah. So we do, So if you get Sue a loyalty card... But do you not really think that's extraordinarily excited. British to go to Hope no, and Dining Room and say this is this is this has got massive history to it, you know, from, from hundreds of years ago. And, um, yeah, and it's beautifully done. It's simple, but beautifully, beautifully done. And that's the key to great cooking for me, is not messing around with stuff you don't have to mess around with. Yeah. Just do it very, very, very well. No, look, I, I, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm signed up to try that. To try it, I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll book up. Yeah. So, so we will, we will uh, do a link to Hoban Dining Room, and you definitely have to go onto Instagram and look at some of these things, and then you'll understand why I'm so excited. Um, so, very different now, though, sprouts. Yeah. So you might say that if you're having steak and kidney pudding, you might have Brussels sprouts, but these aren't Brussels sprouts, are no, they, Ratna? No. So explain. So now I buy these. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so because they're available in Macnades, my favourite farm shop. Um, so I buy those two there. Can mm-hmm. you just explain exactly what sprouts are? Yeah. So sprouts. Um, yeah, they're not. They're not Brussels sprouts. No. Ones we've got here, uh, which gets mistaken a lot. Actually, you'd be surprised how many times I get I have to correct people. Um, but yeah, so sprouts are essentially seeds that germinate to to become um, small plants and you harvest them within a few days. Um, just depends on different types of seeds, different types of sort of lentils or, yeah. or beans. Um, and the idea is that they... Sorry, that's got wheat in there just to be... Sorry, I eat anything. Okay. Um, He's choking at my... He makes pies, he eats wheat all the time. <laughs> no, just for... Um... Yeah, so... Um, so 
sprouts essentially seeds that germinate to become uh, plants and you harvest them uh, within a couple of days. Um, it really depends on which type, um, which type you're growing, you know, which, um, what type of seed. Um, but the idea is that the seeds have all the nutrients to grow into a plant. You're not adding anything. It, it just grows in water. So you, it's not taking any nutrients from the soil, nothing. And, and it's just really a very nutrient-rich food. Um, you, I suppose once you let it grow um, to, to a bit longer, you would put use some soil and then it would then grow into microherbs. It's really a stage before that. So microherbs, micro yeah. Yeah, microherbs. Yeah. So just to describe um, it, I mean, I buy these. And just describe it. It is literally like the seeds. Mm -hmm. They've got a bit of crunch to them. Yeah. Uh, which is really which I find really nice. Yeah. And they're quite earthy because they you know, obviously they haven't quite grown, they haven't quite yeah. matured yet. Yeah. Um now I buy these ones, um, which are called mixed sprouts. And I really like those. So so I'll what make a salad and then I'll sprinkle this on top of a salad so it gives it that crunch. Or if you're making something hot, like a I don't know, casserole or something, they're quite nice to sprinkle yeah. on the top. Give yeah. quite a bit of crunch. Great for kids because they've got so much but nutrient. So you use it as a garnish? Mm, I do, actually. Um, yeah, so I think they're, they're very versatile, you mm. know, the sprouts. And, and I think one of the, one of the, the things that I, um, that I try to do on my Instagram feed or in, in my recipe development is, is also to try to use beyond just sort of garnishing. So I really try to incorporate them in, in meals and, and recipes. So like you said, you know, uh, I, I try to use them in stews and casseroles. Uh, in, whenever I'm making pasta sauce as well, I use mm. them. And and these mixed sprouts actually have, we've got sort of chickpeas and mung beans and zucchini. It's got wheat in there as well. They're very good at, at giving that sort of, you know, crunchiness, that earthy flavour. Um, I use them in my quinoa as well. So whenever I'm making like a quinoa dish, like a bowl, sort of like a wholesome bowl. I, I use them near the end. Uh, I do, while the quinoa is about to be cooked, I, I use mm. that. So it still has that crunch, but it's, it's See, the thing I like soft. about these as well, I'll buy a packet of this and I'll just take a handful and sprinkle it on something mm. I fancy, sometimes pasta. This will last for uh, over a week, um, yeah. which means it can stay in the fridge and I'll get like five different you know, uses out of it. It doesn't mm. go off straight away. Mm. Often with salady stuff, the problem with it is it's after a couple of mm. days, it's definitely past its best. Yeah. Um, so it's great for that. Yeah, you? yeah. Have you, do you use them, not come across them at all? I, I, I mean, they, they're not something I buy. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what's really interesting about them is, as you say, you, they've got a really varied texture because obviously in mm. that one you've got a mixed variety of, yeah. of, of sprouting um, items. But also, um, it's nice you get the different sort of flavours and stuff within them. Yeah. They're very snackable, actually. I mean, they're very sort mm. of... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's... I have them in my pot lunch, so if I, you know, if I do make a little salad, it just yeah. sets it up a bit. Yeah. Really. One, of the, one of the dishes that I, that I love with the mixed sprouts is just blanch it uh, with some hot water just for a few seconds and um, add a little bit of like jira, so some Indian spices with raw onions, tomatoes, cucumber, and they're great as a... Uh, snack, uh, like a mid-morning snack, mid-afternoon snack, but also great lunch, especially when, mm. you know, we do a lot of walk trekking and things like that. So it's great as that sort of food. It, it's a, it's high in protein as well. So it has that sort of uh, what protein. What cuisines cook with them a lot? <coughs> um, actually, they're very popular in the Indian mm. Indian cuisine, uh, the, the mung beans uh, in particularly. And um, I actually came across... But when the sprouts. they're sprouting? Yeah. So 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 the, the mung beans as like this. So um, the 
the Indian population, they use quite a lot of this in breakfast, actually. Mm. Um, uh, just raw or, uh, you know, they, like I said, the, the salad dish that I just mentioned, they use this like that. Um, so they're, they're a staple diet, like staple food in, in India. But obviously the mung beans, these ones that we see, is actually the same ones as the bean sprouts that you see in Chinese cuisine. But in the bean sprouts, you're eating the shoots and here you're eating the beans mm. and a little bit of the shoot. Um, so yeah, they are a staple diet in, in that part of the world, but they are getting very popular in America and Australia and, and also in Europe. Mm. Um, it's just a matter of time that will be, you know, popular and, and picking up. Do you up use them at the all, Carlo? Have you come across them at all? I have in the past. Um, we had a deli at one point and we would use it in a lot of the uh, like vegan salads that we made. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them, like this one we're tasting here, this China rose sprouts, mm -hmm. this, it, it's like super peppery it is so you yeah you can almost use that as a sort of seasoner um yeah and i love stuff like that so, yeah, yeah yeah that's the thing i think it has such a varied taste profile you know if you want a bit more earthy one you have the beetroot you know which is so strong and very earthy you have the sort of really peppery really sharp flavor in the china rose and you have some neutral ones like the alfalfa we've got here or like broccoli as well i haven't got brought that with me today um so it, if you mix them up, you know, which we are actually working on, we're working on some sort of summer mixes and stuff, it it just elevates and creates that really interesting taste profile. And, and if you are vegan or you're, you know, vegan part-time during mm -hmm. the week, whatever, this is actually quite important, is it? Because it's just a great source of nutrients. And it is. If, if, you know, you're finding sometimes your vegan diet's, you know, getting a little bit bland or whatever, mm. and you want to try something different, this really does pep up. It is. As Callum was saying, you know, the China rose sprouts here, oh, wow, they're mm. peppery, they're amazing. So yeah. um, they're definitely worth um, yeah. uh, adding to your cuisine. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't see this stuff, you know, in... I mean, and, and Sue, you, you don't know this, but Sue actually shops a lot at Harrods, we found out. <laughs> I'm um, not in shopping Harrods. I go to Harrods to buy beef dripping once yeah. every couple of months. We all have our excuses. Um, where, where, Charles where, Whelan dripping, like, that's the only one, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I noticed it when I went to buy my pet stuff at Harrods the other day. Well, I, I have to my, my python, my python ran out of mice and I got some of those there. And actually I found that the, um, the diamond encrusted, um, ear cleaners were also very good value. Um, where, where, where is this broadly available? Um, so right now these are, uh, we, we only do these, uh, B2B to sort okay. of direct sort of restaurants or, um, cafes, things like that. Uh, we're not sort of selling them retail, but I think you can get some sprouts in some, you know, um, farmers markets or helpful stores. Um, but it's, but I don't see it that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't see this kind of stuff yeah. that regularly. I mean, I see, you know, you see bean sprouts. Yeah. But and obviously, in very specialist farm. I mean, is the farm shop world kind of embracing this stuff? I've never seen it. I, I have think. To say. Yeah, I think part of our our challenges is to the, the awareness side. You know, part of it is getting out of that sort of niche of you know seeing it as in some specialty food stores or some sort of ethnic Indian food stores. You know, the sort of the healthy ones and and really making it mainstream and say sprouts are amazing. They're another form of eating vegetables. You know, like how the the sort of um, for example kimchi and and all the fermented foods are getting really popular. But that's another way of eating um, vegetables. Right, for me, the the, the the thing that's so important with these that I find, you know, we're all busy. Is mm. this will last me a week or ten days in the fridge mm -hmm. and still be as, as good as ever? Yeah. And I can use it in loads of different things. You know, yeah. I just think, oh, perhaps might I need a bit of you know green stuff going on and yeah. just, just sprinkle a handful of that. And I think it's it's the you know the the sort of convenient nature of it, which I think is going to be one of its plus points. It is, yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I think that's. 
that's our main main foc- yeah. focus as well. As, as I love microgreens and, and you know things like that, but you buy them and two days later mm. you you know you can't use them. Mm. I would so. just this say has that a real kick. As well, it's great. Isn't yeah, it? it's so, wow. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just say that independent retailers they've kind of they they are adopting microgreens, microherbs, and things mm-hmm. and things like ed- edible flowers. And this, like you say, is kind of is something similar, which, you know, even just a couple of years ago, we wouldn't have seen before at mm. all. Mm. Um, but it's just a step on, a bit more versatile, a bit longer lasting than than the herbs and, and yeah. the flowers. But they've been adopted. So yeah. I think yeah. these could well be as well. Yeah. But it's interesting because this is where we were saying actually a, a few weeks ago about, you know, needing, you know, the, the independent sector to really kind of innovate. The fact mm. they aren't available yeah. in the Tesco's, the same space, it's a massive opportunity, yeah. isn't it? gives them an opportunity. Yeah. And they so align with the health, you know, the sort of the on the go, the health trends. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is the kind of thing that actually does differentiate. Mm. Yeah. So, um, Ratna, thank you so much for joining us and the name of the company is Sprouted. Um, at the moment, it's business to business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do a link so people can get a hold yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, but great for restaurants, um, without a yeah. doubt. Um, yeah, yeah. And hopefully uh, it's going to get more, a bit more mainstream. Yeah, definitely. So, so, yeah. so good luck with it. Um, Callum, uh, I know you've just come back from Reykjavik, haven't you, or a few yeah. weeks ago. Um, what are we doing out there, pies? Because uh, to be fair, it's not just you, is it? You, 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 you're very proud of your team that you work with, and you've got some amazing, um, very talented um, chefs who work with you, haven't you? Yeah. <clears throat> so I have a. It, we have this kitchen, the pie room, hmm. where um, all of the savoury pastries made for the restaurant and the retail and everything. And there's a team in there run by a chef called Knox. Uh, who's been with me for five and a half years now. And she's just super talented at pastry. She's probably actually a lot better than I am. She does it day in, day out. And um, we do sort of events all over the world now together. And she's starting to branch off to do her own stuff, which is amazing for me, Mm. seeing her sort of fly. And um, she's in Thailand in a week's time. Uh, She's doing some competitions this year. But we were cooking together in Reykjavik two weeks ago. And... uh, it was tough. It was a really tough week. We had, I mean, we had a good time. It was just very hard. And we were cooking for 200 people a night, doing five courses of pastry. Wow. So we had to move our bums a little bit out in Reykjavik. And um, we were a bit broken on the plane on the way home. Tired, but yeah. yeah, some. I think the first ever trip we did was to Las Vegas. We were invited out there to cook for 30 people. And we turned up, there was a limo, we stayed in the penthouses, <laughs> and we just did it completely the wrong way around. That should have been like the last trip we ever do. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't think anything will ever match. I mean, it's so expensive in Iceland. I presume you could charge £50 a course for yeah, one I, pie. Well, we did it, we did a, like a conjunction with another restaurant as part of Reykjavik's um, Food and Fun Festival, which has been running for 18 years. And it's you link up with one of their top restaurants, you do your food with in Icelandic ingredients, which is really uh, that sort of thing I enjoy. It's a sort of challenge to find out about what's good to eat there. And it's tough in Reykjavik because it's largely frozen. That you know, Iceland's mostly frozen. It's so frozen they don't, when it's not even supposed to be yeah, frozen. <clears throat> most of the stuff that they have is grown in polytunnels and stuff like that. So it's about visiting suppliers and building those sort of links and relationships before you go out. And um, yeah, and then doing it in a pie and no one's had a pie before in Reykjavik. They're a bit like, <laughs> what is this food? It's odd. But I didn't want to go out there and just do... Icelandic food mm. so what's the point of us going so we were like no we're going to be stoic about it we're just going to do British food and 
see what happened. How did it go down? It went down really well. Good. Yeah, it went down really well. Mm. Uh, and Icelandic people tell you exactly how they feel, which is amazing. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so there were some people that I just, yeah, caught my uh, sort of Britishness off guard a little bit. They were like, oh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed courses one, two, three, and course four was terrible. You're like, oh, <laughs> my God. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Wow. It's called feedback. I sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, yeah. Redeveloping course four. Yeah. yeah. But, um, well, um, good luck, um, Callum, and, um, and, and, a, and a call out to Knox as well. She's, she's um, part of the team yeah. at, at um, Hope and Dining Room. If you haven't been to Hope and Dining Room, you need to go. You're going. You're going, aren't you? Next week or something. I'd like to. Yeah. Oh, you'd like to. You I would like to. You, you, well, probably won't. We'll get next week. Okay. And it's uh, just literally near Hoban Tube Station, so nice and yeah, easy to get at to. Yeah, the Roseford Hotel. Um, and um, you've really, if you, if you not in that part of the country, um, please go and look at the um, Instagram website. There's some, there's some great photos on there, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there is. My one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Chef Callum. With Chef one Callum. L, if you're a yeah, if you want to see some uh, pie-related things, pie porn, pie porn, yeah, Chef Callum, I'm, yeah, pie I'm porn. not sure about these. Uh, I've tried to stop that <laughs> using the word porn with no, pies. No, 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 you don't need to. It's, it's an odd connection, isn't yeah. it? Is well, I'm going to end the show now because <laughs> yeah. it's all gone weird. It's gone weird again. again. Uh, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show. We're on lots of different radio stations across the UK and further afield. You can also download our weekly podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Spotify, and the podcast app on your phone, as well as the wonderful Great British Chefs website. Thank you to my fellow presenters, Ollie Lloyd of Great British Chefs. You've got to get into pies, yeah, Ollie. Go. You've got to go to Hope and Dine Ringham. And you've got to you've got to have some of these lovely maybe sprouts. I'll just, maybe I should take mm. my wife and see if I can convert her to Yeah, pie. she needs converting. Okay. Uh, and also thank you, Holly Shackleton of Speciality Food Magazine, who famously will eat any pie. Any pie, yeah. At all. Yeah, I'm just going to dig into one right now. Yes. Seek one out. If you want to recommend any future guests... Hopefully somebody not quite as mad as Callum would be helpful <laughs> off the wall. Uh, um, please do. Uh, and you can do that by uh, getting in touch with us via Twitter on at Food Talk Show. And of course, if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts, go to foodtalk.co.uk. Thanks again to Ratner and Callum and uh, my presenters and do have a good week. Bye. <laughs>